The following program is pre-recorded. This is Simply for Women, a place for that mom who knows the chaos of life, the daughter who faces the challenges of the day, and for those women who want to deepen their faith. God invites us to take Him off our to-do list and to simply be, to simply be with Him. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and not necessarily those of Salem Media Group, staff, management, or advertisers. Now here's your host, Jennifer Jackson. Well, hey, everyone. It's a fresh new week. It's a great day. It's a great day to be together. And I don't know if you were listening last week, but we we started to dive in to the subject of forgiveness. And so I want you to go back. I want you to listen to those two episodes. They're at jennifer-jackson.org. You can always get past episodes on my website. So I want you to do that because this is really important. We're talking about forgiveness. We're talking about the 12 steps to forgiveness and how important this is in our lives. I want you to forgive because I want you to live free. So don't cringe when you hear forgiveness. Don't cringe. Imagine free. You will be so free if you can do this. And it's one of the greatest gifts that God's ever given us in our lives to forgive us. And because of that, we forgive others It's the most amazing thing that he wants to help us to forgive others. Why? So that we can live light and airy and free and joy-filled and peaceful and happy. God wants us happy. Don't you want to be happy? Okay, let's get a verse of the day. It's 2 Corinthians 2, 10 to 11. Anyone you forgive, this is Paul. He says, anyone you forgive, I also forgive. And what have I forgiven? If there was anything to forgive, I have forgiven in the sight of Christ for your sake, in order that Satan might not outwit us, for we are not unaware of his schemes. Mm. <laughs> Satan, he, you know, he doesn't have any new tricks. They're all old tricks, you know, and one of his old tricks is, hey, if I can keep you bound because I can keep you bitter and mad at somebody, you can live your life frustrated and angry and bitter And so then he wins and we don't want him to win. We want to be merciful. It says in Luke 6, 36, we're merciful because God was merciful to us. And in Ephesians 4, 31, we forgive because we have been forgiven. So that's why. And step one, I'll just tell you real quick. That was to write on a sheet of paper the names of the persons that offended you. And that's the hardest thing because the people that are close to you have the power to hurt you the most. And we said maybe it was rejection, deprivation of love, injustice, unfairness, physical, verbal, sexual, or emotional abuse, betrayal, or neglect. So that was your step one. And then you were going to go and write it out. It could have been your mother, your father, your spouse, your ex-spouse, God, even yourself. And you face it. You have to face. You cannot bury your feelings If you bury your feelings, you will bypass the possibility of forgiveness. So that was step one and two in a nutshell. You'll have to go back and listen to it a little more. But step three is today. I love step three. There is hope. And step three is that we acknowledge the significance of the cross. It's because of the cross that forgiveness is legally and morally right. It says in Hebrews 10, 10, that by we have been made holy through the sacrifice of the body of Jesus Christ once and for all. 
on the cross, he made us holy <laughs> because he paid every price. So it's the cross. Jesus took on himself all of the sins of the whole world. Yeah. In that moment, he took all the sins that you've ever committed and all the sins of anyone who's ever sinned against you and offended you. He died once and he died for all. Our heart says it's just not fair. (laughs) It's still not fair, Jennifer. What happened to me was not right. It wasn't fair. I agree. It wasn't. And so we say, where's the justice? There should be some justice. Well, the justice is in the cross. On the cross, he said, I forgive you. You forgive others. I'm paying the price. He paid all the price for us to forgive ourselves, for us to forgive someone else. And if we don't, if we don't do the homework and if we don't do the hard work of forgiving, then, oh, wow, we bypass that and we live a life angry and bitter and upset all the time and frustrated all the time. So when I made my list, oh, I had so many things to forgive. But I was telling you, one of the things was my cousin. I had so many wonderful cousins. On my dad's side, there were just five of us, and we were like brothers and sisters. On my mom's side, there were over a dozen of us, and we too, we played together on the farm. We just, we loved, loved, loved one another. And the oldest cousin was a boy, and his name was Britt. He was my favorite. He was absolute favorite cousin on that side of the family. And we, we played in the barn together. We would build hay slides and go down the slide. We'd play in the creek together. We would uh, eat grapes off the grapevine at Granny's house and blackberries off the blackberry bushes. We would sit at the table together and eat pinto beans and cornbread. We were buddies. We we enjoyed Christmas. We would play Dukes of Hazard on Granny's bed, <laughs> pretend it was uh, the General Lee. We, we just, we, we did so many things together growing up, just fun, fun memories, playing together. We loved each other so much, and we were free. We were kids, had creative imaginations and outside, and we, we would ride a horse. We would ride three-wheelers. We had a farm and resources for his his mom and dad had a farm. And so they always had three-wheelers or four-wheelers. We just had a great time. And so when I got the call, have you ever got one of those calls and you'll never forget where you were standing or what you were doing? I was a new mom, and I was, I hadn't seen my cousin, you know, that much like you do when you're growing up. I hadn't seen him for, I mean, I'd seen him, but not a lot for a year or two. And I'm standing by the white dresser upstairs in our house, and that's where I remember, and I got the call that Britt had died. I'm like, that can't even be possible. We're not even, you know, 20 years old. How is that possible? And he was shot. He was shot and killed. And it happened as an accident. But he showed up at a party, which was a kind of a college-age type party. And he he was the last one showed up. He had the cutest little Jeep and always wore little plaid shirts. Oh, my gosh. He was a teddy bear guy. Loved, loved him. Such a teddy bear guy. Anyway, he showed up and there was a group of kids in a circle and they were watching a fight. And so he was late to the party. He comes, he shows up, he gets to the edge of the circle and he's looking down at these two guys literally rustling on the ground fighting. And one of the two guys pulled out a gun to shoot the guy he was wrestling and he missed and he shot my husband, my cousin who was in the circle. It was awful. It was so awful. 
And he lived a little while, not very long. Yeah. And they got him, rushed him, you know, straight to the hospital, of course. And not really long enough to talk to him or tell him goodbye or do any of that. He had a brother, Daniel, two boys. And then still to this day is heartbreaking. And you have something like that that's happened in your life. And I had to forgive. I had to forgive my cousin for going to the dumb party. I had to forgive the shooter for doing that. I had to forgive. I'm like, and sometimes you even have to forgive things that are irrational. You know, I was thinking, why was he there? Why? Why were they fighting? What what were the other kids not calling the police? You know, you have all of these thoughts around any incident like that. It's a lot to forgive. So you have to work it through. And that's why step two is so important. You have to face the hurt and the hate. You're really upset. You know, it's okay to be mad when something like that happens. But at some point in your life, you have to process this with God so that you can forgive. So that's that's step three. You're going to acknowledge the significance of the cross. Because of the cross, we're going to forgive. We said on the previous episode, if you missed it, it is not forgetting. I'll never forget that. I will never think it was right. I don't think God was happy about it. I still don't think God's happy about it. And just because you forgive something doesn't mean that it's okay. I think a lot of things that we have to forgive, God's he's mad about them too. He's not happy because he's holy and he's pure and he's just and he's wonderful. And when these bad things happen in this sin-fallen world, he's not happy about it either. So he's he's agreeing with you on that. So step four, it's tricky. You're going to be like, no way, Jennifer. But here it is. Step four. Decide that you will bear the burden of each person's sin. Ooh, this does not mean this means that you will not retaliate in the future by using the information of their sin against them. All true forgiveness is substitutionary as Christ's forgiveness of us was. When you forgive someone, you, you let it go. You forgive them. You don't hold it against them. And a lot of times that happens in your heart. And we're we're going to get to step five tomorrow because that's talking about, okay, whoa, whoa, what if there was a legal, legal consequence? Well, that guy went to jail. Yes, there was a legal consequence. It didn't change the fact that in my heart I had to forgive and bear that burden. And that's part of what you have to do. And so I just pray that you would be able to begin that process because I want you to live free. I don't want you to live and it takes time. It takes time to forgive. And it says in, in Galatians six, one to two brothers and sisters, if someone is caught in a sin, you who live by the spirit should restore that person gently, but watch yourselves or you may also be tempted, carry each other's burdens. And in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. Wow. You know, when you have a somebody that you have to forgive, there's a big burden there. And you might even have to go to a friend and tell them the story and pray together and, and process it together so that you can forgive. I think there's so much freedom in sharing those things out loud, sharing them with somebody else that believes in God and wants to help you to forgive. Because, you know, it's not the little things that hang us up. Now, we are going to talk about that a little bit. There are some little things that we do need to forgive. But for the most part, I'm talking about digging deep, going to the hard stuff, pulling it out, laying it before the Lord in detail 
spending time digging it out, how it made you feel, so that you can be free. We, we, we show mercy because God's been merciful to us. We forgive because we've been forgiven. The cross makes it legally and morally right. Forgiveness is no, it's not forgetting. You'll never forget. Or maybe in time you might, if God is so gracious to help you forget. God doesn't forget. You know, they might be off of your hook. Doesn't mean they're off of God's hook. So much to talk about. I don't know how we're going to jam this into a week. But anyway, 12 Steps to Forgiveness. You can get your copy at jennifer-jackson.org. That's right. jennifer-jackson.org. Get your copy of the 12 Steps to Forgiveness. Because I want you to imagine to be forgiven is to be free. And to be free is to have forgiveness. Don't you want that freedom? Walk in that freedom, that joy, that hope. God wants to lift it. You're listening to Simply for Women.